know, just seeing that at Hive, how these adults and especially not just the like, you know, like the the average person, like the, the people there were, you know, like really, really accomplished people who, who own their business and everything. Um, even they are, are still learning along this journey. It makes me feel that, hey, if I just, you know, look at the world around me right now and and see some beauty in it and just find joy in the journey, then 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 I I'll be pretty happy. Yeah. Well, do you can you say the word in Chinese that you were thinking about just so I can hear the word? Yeah, it's pronounced chiku, and it's like the direct translation is eat bitter. Um, I, I don't, maybe, maybe I'm not translating it right, but, but it's like, it's this idea that like, you know, you're, you're going to eat the, you're going to take the bitter things. You're going to take the bad things for now. And you know, it's, it's good for you. Like a lot of Chinese, um, foods, like there's this thing called kukwa, like bitter melon. It's like very bitter, mm. but it's like so healthy. My parents used to make me eat it all the time, but it's, it's these, like a lot of times, you know, disgusting things that are so good for you that, that will, will propel you. And which is just like, I'm not, I'm not saying anything against that, which it's like totally important to, to be able to do that, to, to see long-term, you know, successes. But um, at the same time, just, you know, finding joy in that, I think is really important. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you joined us. Today's guest is Joshua Gao. Joshua is a high school senior, um, and Joshua is an amazing young man. He and I had the opportunity to meet back when he came to the Bay Area for the Hive Global Leaders Summit. Now, this young man, I think at the time, was 15 years old, um, maybe even younger. He was the youngest person definitely in the room of all these global leaders, and he was a CEO already of his own company that him and some friends started to work on fire protection to help the world, to help make a difference in the world at such a young age was so inspiring to me. You know, the work we do in Ever Forward is trying to find young men who have big goals and dreams and make sure that they are um, have the support to go toward those goals and dreams, especially when they felt like they, they couldn't or they didn't have the resources. You know, in this conversation, Joshua and I talk about how he has grown up believing about what he has to sacrifice today so that he can have the life he wants later. And I really resonate with that. I think that in high school, I really wanted to hang out with the cool kids and the cool kids were going to parties and dances and doing stuff on the weekends. And I remember sometimes having to make decisions to like walk away. Um, one story in particular that I have not shared often was uh, one night, I think it was a Sunday night, maybe it was a weekend night. Um, oh, no, it probably wasn't a Sunday night. It probably was another night of the week. Um, but I remember the night of the week and my friends had thought it was a good idea to um, eat these little pieces of paper that was going to make them trip out. Now, they didn't have the language for what those pieces of paper were, but they knew that they heard about the guy they got them from, that it would make you have an amazing experience. And I remember like, what are we going to do? And because I wanted to hang with the cool kids, like part of me was like, okay, I'll eat this little piece of paper too. And 
what I want you to know is that uh, I'm so glad that I had the fear of my mother in my soul because something said, yeah, Shanti, you may want to go home. Like um, not knowing what was going to happen, but also not being a, a, a person who was uh, messing around with strange substances. Something in me, as much as I really wanted to be with the cool kids, was convicted that this is not a good move, Ashanti. And uh, thank goodness. I, thank goodness I didn't participate in that activity. Um, I know the story I heard the next day at school was um, was that there was some people hiding under cars and running around. It, it was it was a, a very traumatic night for them. And I think that it was the start of, of, of somewhat a downfall for a couple of them in their lives of the things that they would participate in and to go look for adventure. And I think that me deciding to go home was one of those moments where when I see Joshua um, take on life in another way to feel like I'm going to sacrifice today for what I really see in the future. And knowing that that comes with a cost too, to, to sacrifice some of the fun that some of our young people are having today is a cost, a social cost. It may not be a financial cost, but it's a social cost. Dude, you missed the party, the FOMO, the fear of missing out. And I heard somebody else call it the, the FOPO, right? The fear of other people's opinion. <laughs> so if you got FOMO or FOPO, you may find yourself doing stuff that doesn't feel right to you. Uh, I'm really proud of this conversation with Joshua. Joshua, at the end of this conversation, got inspired and brought the Million Mask movement to his school. Thousands of young people have participated so far, and there's even more to go in his own community. How amazing is it uh, when a young person gets inspired and takes the initiative to try and make their community a better place? I'm really excited about not only you hearing this conversation, but you meeting this amazing young man, Joshua. And in this conversation, he talks about how his faith has helped ground him and how he, uh, towards the end of the conversation, spoke about it, which also inspired me in a huge way. So please enjoy today's conversation. If you haven't yet made a mask, make one. And maybe it will inspire you to help people in your community to also feel where they can take off their emotional masks. Thank you for being a part of this experience with us. Please enjoy today's episode with Joshua Gow. Take a deep breath. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. I am so glad to introduce you to Joshua Gao, and uh, I'm gonna let him introduce you to himself. I'm gonna introduce. I'm gonna let him introduce you to himself. Is that? <laughs> I'm gonna let him introduce himself. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that again. Welcome to the Taking Out the Mess podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is Joshua Gao. Joshua, thank you for being here on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Ashanti. It's great, great being back here, um, getting to see you again. Um, a bit about me. My name is Joshua Gao. I'm going to my senior year of high school in Nashua, New Hampshire. So Nashua is about maybe an hour out from Boston. Massachusetts. And um, since high school, since my freshman year of high school, I've been working on this project that I call SAFE, which stands for Sound, the Alternative Fire Extinguisher. And as the name suggests, 
my friends and I have been making this fire extinguisher that uses sound waves to extinguish fires. So that's been a wild ride. And that kind of comes in a bit on, on how I got to meet Ashanti for the first time and go on this crazy ride of, of doing the mass challenge with so many people and, and just really getting to see so many people for their, for their true selves without the mask. And, and that's just been an incredible journey. So thank you for having me here. I'm, I'm thrilled. Well, I'm glad you're here. And the way I met Joshua is at a place called 1440 Multiversity. And that's in the Scotts Valley area in Santa Cruz. And Joshua was there for this high global leader summit. And when I first noticed him, I was like, that's a young, young brother up in here, like at the Hive event. And um, I think that was almost two and a half years ago. So how old are you now? I am 17. I yeah, so you were about that for 15 at the time? Yeah, 15. Yeah, and he was there with his mom. And he experienced the taking off the mass workshop that I presented. And uh, we just had a really good connection. And I was really glad to share it with him. But then he took it back to his own community and then helped students go through the process to explore the masks. And so the podcast didn't exist back then, or I would have invited him back then. But today, um, he gets a chance to be in this conversation. And I'm really glad to, to get to know him all over again. So welcome. Thank you. So you've made masks before. So what we're going to do is um, we're going to make masks right now. So uh, do you have a pen and paper handy? Yep. Okay. So we're going to do it on old school. We, we started with pens and papers. So you're going to take the piece of paper, fold it in half. Okay. The hot dog right. way or the this way? Uh, hamburger. Hamburger. Oh, yeah. This is, you're right. The hamburger way. Yeah. <laughs> So how's the weather where you are? Uh, it was actually just a hurricane two days ago. Okay. And then um, yesterday there was, it was it was nice. It wasn't like too bad, but there was like a bunch of tornado warnings and um, everything was fine. Everything's nothing, nothing, nothing blew Do down. Do you get nervous when that happens? Not really. I was actually outside playing spike ball. So, so it really wasn't, wasn't too serious. But um, Oh, so the hurricane yeah. wasn't near your neighborhood. It actually was, I think. So according to the news, it was, but really, like, we didn't feel the effect of it much at all. Like, maybe it was a bit windy, but, like, other than that, it wasn't wasn't bad at all. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Well, teaching me something. <laughs> we, we, don't have, we don't have hurricane warnings here in California, so. Oh, yeah. Just, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. We have uh, the mask, folks. If you out there want to make a mask, you can go to 100kmasks.com and you can make a mask online, anonymous. Um, Joshua and I are going to make masks and share them now. So uh, the left side of the mask is draw a mask. The first step is the left side is the front. And so you're going to just write front on the top if you want. Okay. And then the first step is to draw a mask. So I'll give you a, a minute or so to draw. And for those of you that are listening, you know, you can make your mask digitally or you can make a mask as well right now. 
Um, Are you finished already? Yep. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Um, All right, so the mask is drawn. Now, the first step is on the left side, writing the three qualities that you gladly let the world see, right? Mm -hmm. So on the left side, somewhere, write three things, three qualities or characteristics you gladly let the world see. You're done already? Yep. Oh, you're, you're fast, man. You, 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 got, you got this. You're an expert. I'm, <laughs> I'm taking longer time than you right now. So, all right. Now we're on the back. The back are three things that you usually don't let people see or things that you don't usually talk about. The back of the mask. Mm. How you doing? All set. Yep. I'm happy with this theory yeah. I wrote. Okay. All right. Well, since you're the guest, you get to decide who goes first. So either you go first or I go first, but you decide. Um, why not you go first? <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm gonna show it like this. This is the mask I drew today. That says front. Read my writing. And I wrote serious, dedicated, passionate. Yeah. Um, these are the ones that came up today, like as I'm processing this conversation. And I've been trying to really be even more present to like not use the same words because I've been making masks a long time, you know? So uh, I'm doing a deeper dive to try and think of the things I show. And I think passionate, I'll start there because um, um, I had a call today with with the organization and we're hopefully doing some work with them. And I found myself just as I was explaining what we do and what I've been doing, like just getting really excited. Like, mm. like, like almost like I wanted to go through the screen, right? Like, yeah. And then like in the story of the last 17 years, how do you? Uh, 17. See, Ever Forward started in 2004. Oh, wow. So it started, you were born in 2004? 2003, actually. I'm 2003, about to turn 18. So, you turn, so yeah. 18. There you go. So um, I think the seeds were already planted in 2003 for Ever Forward. But like, I'm super excited about where I see it going and where I seen it that it came from, right? It wasn't just like, Last year, I was thinking of an idea, and now I'm trying to do it. Like, I've been working at this, and things are finally starting to come together. Um, and the serious part, I think it maybe is how I drew the face, too, is, like, sometimes, like, because I'm I'm intense, I think, sometimes, for people who don't know me, or even people who know me, sometimes when I'm in that mode, it's just, like, serious, dedicated, passionate, and... I don't, I mean, I'll be smiling a lot all the time. I'm usually smiling. I make myself smile. Um, but those are the three words that stand out to me today. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. So now you I go? can share the front. Yeah. Okay. So, so I, I took a bit of a different take on the, on the front of the mask, not on the, on the back of the mask. I took a, yet another different take, but the front of the mask, I actually wrote what I first wrote when I did this challenge two years ago. 
And 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 the, yeah. these three words. So so here's here's my mask. Um, you know, smiling face, of course. Everything's perfect on the outside. And here are the three words on the back: um, happy, smart, and accomplished. This is what I wrote. Yeah, I'm pretty sure these are the exact three words that I wrote two years ago at that at that conference. And I think the um, I guess like like for me, a big part was like as much as I didn't want this to be the case, and as much as I I, I try to tell myself every day to to think it differently. But a lot of times, I I, I, I find myself just worrying about what other people think of me and just wanting to to feel valued you know what i mean like by others and that's just i think something that that everyone has you know to 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 some degree maybe but for me for a long time it was like a really really big part of me and like it would you know i would make decisions and everything just so that you know i could come off as a as a better person or or things like that which in some in many ways it was like a good thing but in many ways, it was also just that I was so focused on what other people thought of me that I, I kind of lost the, uh, a sort of a handling on, on, on what my true passions were and what my, my own feelings were. So I think that, um, yeah, I think those three pretty much sum it up pretty well. And, and those three have been something that like, you know, two years ago, definitely really big. And, and like now, something that I've been, you know, trying to, to change like every day and just yeah, so I guess like that's just, yeah. That I think that's kind of pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Well. And if you think back two years ago, lots has happened, right? Like mm-hmm. you're now a senior in high school, like still in the part of this pandemic. Would you say that those are accurate today too? Um. What do you mean? Like the th- the. Th- the pandemic stuff? No, no, no. Those three words are oh, those three words accurate. Yeah. Um. I think I've tried to to grow away from them. I, I think to some degree they are still accurate, and I think this is something that's going to take some time for me to really just be so secure in myself that I'm just hundred percent like okay with owning. It. Like there are times I guess like you know where I'm super comfortable to myself and everything but there are also those like lows too right in life where, where sometimes mm-hmm. you need that affirmation and everything so so it's something that i'm working on i think and i think it's something that i've gotten so much better at but i think this is like a maybe a lifelong i guess journey i guess that that i have to deal with but hopefully hopefully i can you know figure this out sooner than later but yeah i think to some degree they are still very accurate okay beautiful Thank you for sharing those. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to the back. All right, so I'm going to show you the back about mine. Hmm. Got a lot of light here. Let me, let me try to go closer. Okay. So I'll put worry, sadness about death, and father wounds. And the last one I was having a hard time coming up with, um, but it's, it's a real thing. Um, I think not having my father growing up is a big part of the wound. Um, but the one that stands out to me the most right now is sadness about death. You know, um, a young person here in the Bay Area, I think either yesterday or last couple of days, um, took a pill that was laced with fentanyl. 
and uh, and she passed away. And it was like somebody on my team shared it with me because they know that what well, we work with youth and we ha- we're really passionate about youth. And and when I heard it, it wasn't like, oh, lots of people are dying for that, and you know, it's their own fault. You know, it was more just like, who is it? Like, what city? Do we do work with that school? I even had our intern mm-hmm. call the school and reach out to the wellness center and see how our work can support how they're supporting students. But man, yeah. like it just, it almost like, if I'm not careful sometimes, like when I hear about something, whether it's a young person, an older person, but definitely around our young people, like I, I feel it and I have to be really mindful just to breathe. And then I'm like, is there anything we can do? Okay, nothing we can do, then just kind of breathe it in. But since this person is so close, mm-hmm. I mean, literally from where I am, that person is maybe 10 minutes away, that the city, the city that they're in. And I was like, okay, so how can we as an organization, like serve that community, serve those young people who are feeling, right? Serve those young people who are out using substances to numb themselves and not mm-hmm. knowing who they're getting it from because they're, just out hunting for a cover up for the feelings. So that one is really present today. Um, I don't know the student, but I do know that uh, we as a team, as ever forward, as talking about these masks, like, did somebody see it? Did somebody know that this student was taking pills? Did they, did they care? Did they know yeah. this student was going through stuff or did this student just fly below the radar and no one even noticed, you know? So that's, that's what's really present right now. And so, uh, yeah, that's the back of my mask. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Wow. And that's, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, um, here's the, the back of my mask and and this one I, I took again, uh, a, a different approach. Um, this is, I felt like what I was just feeling in the moment and I, and I'll share, I'll share why I, I wrote these things. So the first one is just not good enough. And this is something that actually, that was on my mask two years ago. But the next one's parents divorced. And the last one is, um, fear of failure. And th- the reason why I, I chose these three is, I don't know if I ever shared this story with you, Ashanti, um, but um, last year, so so I'm going to my senior year of high school right now. But last year, I was supposed to graduate um, th- in three years, graduate a year early from high school. Um, so I applied to college, did all that stuff, and then um, got rejected everywhere, actually, like three, four months ago. So I, I, I realized that I got re- rejected almost every. I got into one school, which was great. I committed. Um, but at the end, there was just so much going into it that, um, I ultimately, in the, the cost was, was just so high cause I, I didn't get much scholarship or anything. And, um, I ended up just saying, you know what, I'm going to apply again to that same school and to, and to also just other schools, but I'm going to just start fresh and I'm going to reapply to colleges again in the fall. So it was a big, um, leap of faith, I guess. I guess it felt like it was a, a big risk because I'm turning down this amazing opportunity of going to this one college. But then I'm like, so it's just like 
I guess like a lot of like at times I feel like it's just like a lot of I'm putting a lot on the line because like I already got into a college and now I'm trying, you know, all over again to, to do this. So there's a lot of concern going on with it. And I think um, one thing that plays into this whole thing is, is because my parents are divorced, they, you know, because they have different opinions and I'm hearing these different like voices on both sides that it's really difficult, I guess to find out like what's truly in my heart. And like, it's, it's really difficult to, to say like, Hey, here's the action plan I want to go with and not make it like a political thing almost where it's like, Hey, I'm siding with one parent, but not with another. And it's just, it's just, I've been, I've been feeling that a lot. And, and I think that the not good enough comes in where it's like, Hey, like I, I want to be able to get into a good college because I, you know, I want to be able to get into good scholarship with good scholarship because I want to make sure that, you know, I can get out of college without much, much debt and everything. And it's also like, Hey, like I want to, I guess there's even a bit of a sense of, Hey, I, I feel like I have to almost prove myself like by getting into college. Like I think in, in, in Asian culture, at least, or maybe that's too general, but at least like in, 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 in a lot of the Asian families that I know, you know, college is a big, pretty big thing. And that's a, a big thing that a lot of people, you know, really really value and and to a lot of families thankfully um you know my, my mom and, and dad have been very very supportive in anything i do but but in many ways like college is almost like a like a like it's just like almost like to, to many people like telling them how they're, much they're worth even though that's totally not the case so it's just i, I guess i'm feeling that pressure as well and in, in, in on this whole thing so so that's why i wrote those those three words that's been something that i've been kind of playing with on the on the back of my mask um all this time so yeah yeah thank you man thanks for sharing that yeah how do you feel that as you're i mean did you walk the stage last year and then you decided to come back like are you having to have conversation with friends about why are you still here or how is that looking? Yeah. So two weeks before um, graduation, I decided this. So okay. um, it was very, I was very set on this for like a long time. Since sophomore year, I told, you know, my guidance counselor, like, hey, I want to graduate early because I want to work on, on safe full time for a year, for a gap year, at least figure out whether, you know, I can make this a thing or not, and then go off to college after that, or just take more time off to work on it. That that was the plan, you know, for forever, almost, it feels like. But then having like a bit of a curveball thrown at me because because initially I wanted to, to graduate early, work on safe and then have be already admitted into college somewhere. So I'd have like a bit of a safety net. If this thing falls through, like I'll go straight to college. But now that I, I, I only got into one college and that one college, you know, it's like really, really expensive. I ended up having to, to, to go into my senior year and it's been um, it's been definitely tricky. But I feel like my friends have been like super supportive of that. And, and same with the, the administration. Everyone's been super happy to, to have me back. Um, so I'm really thankful that people see it that way and not as like, hey, like you're, you're back again. <laughs> not that type of thing. So, so I'm very, very thankful for the, the people around me. Like, you know, thank God that that's how it worked out. So, yeah. Right on. You know, Joshua, since you, well, I said Joshua. Is Josh, right? Joshua, actually. Joshua, okay. Yeah, okay. you're right. I, I, <laughs> I just said it rolling off. You have not only made a mask here with us right now, 
I mean, you're 17, you're a young man, but you've had lots of experience. You've been in a part of all these leadership experiences, at least a couple that I only know of. I'm sure there's more that I don't know of. How have you seen this mask experience help people around you? Like, I know you've shared it with lots of people. So just based on your own personal reflection, how have how people, how have students, I mean, mostly students, how, how have they connected to this as, mm. as you were delivering it as a young person yourself? Yeah. So, so I did this in a few um, different communities. I did this in my high school. I also did this in um, a few of the innovation competitions that I, I competed in, actually, my freshman year of, and sophomore year of high school. So it's one called the Conrad Challenge and one called the Diamond Challenge. And um, it's interesting to, to see how people react, because no matter what sort of community I, I was in, whether it's high school or one of these innovation competitions, everybody like is really, really cognizant of what other people think. And that's just, you know, that's a big thing, I think, of, of, of human nature. Like just, you know, people are aware of how other people think and, and people care about how other th- people think. And I think the biggest thing that the mask challenge did is just, you know, give the sense after every debrief that we have, after we share these the masks, it's, hey, like we're, someone always says something along the lines of like, hey, I, we're, we're, we're pretty similar. Like I noticed a lot of similarity or, or something along the lines of that. And I think just that simple statement um, can mean the world really, because, you know, where it's, it's like the duck syndrome. I always bring this up on, on the calls, like, you know, maybe on the surface of the water, we're, we're paddling well, we're, we're afloat, but underneath the water, a lot of us, everyone, we're, we're, we're struggling to keep ourselves afloat. We're paddling and it's not always that pretty underneath. And, and having that realization, it, it gives me this sense and it gives everyone in, in these calls that I have where we do the mass challenge, the sense that, hey, we're all in this together. And especially in the innovation competitions that I've done, it's interesting, the dynamic there, because all these students are going to like compete against each other to like come out as the top. But when it's like, hey, no, like we're, we're all in this together. We're here innovating. We're here creating new inventions that can change the world. It's not who wins this competition. No, it's, hey, I'm going to support you. I'm going to make introductions for you. I'm going to introduce you with my network so that we can get all our inventions, you know, hopefully, you know, commercialized and hopefully used in the real world so it's this that sense of, of of collaboration that i feel is really really valuable the sense of we're all in this together that's super valuable when i've done these mask challenge activities with other people nice you know you got to experience it with a bunch of adults a bunch of global leaders from probably more than 20 different countries when you came to hive do you remember what you noticed there, like with those adults, like how when you pass those masks around and you got a mask of somebody that was definitely older than you, like, yeah, do you remember what you noticed in that space? Yeah. What's so funny is like the masks from that were identical with the masks that I've done with my high school friends with, with these innovation competitions. They're all like so, so similar. And I think that that is really like powerful. I used to see like the adult world as like, hey, like they have it all put together. Like, you know, like there's like it's not a thing that they can't do. Like that that used to to be the the feeling that I had. But realizing that you know we're all we're all trying to figure it out. We're all trying to you know find our way, find our path, our purpose, our passions. We're all on this journey. Um, 
I think that's pretty meaningful. And and I think it's it's interesting that, you know, we're we're learning no matter what our age is. And I think I, I used to approach life with this mindset mentality that I'm trying to get to this one end goal. I'm trying to get to this final destination of where like, hey, I wanna, you know, be able to make a change in this world and do all these things. And I'm just like, okay, if I maybe like it's a word for it in Chinese, I can't think of it in English, but if I'm willing to maybe take on some pain right now so that I can, you know, see see fruits in the future, which is which is, you know, true. But but the thing is, you know, that the danger of that mindset is you don't live in the moment and you don't enjoy the the even the mundane things that, that happen right now. So I think you know, just seeing that at Hive, how these adults and especially not just the like, you know, like the the average person, like the, the people there were, you know, like really, really accomplished people who, who own their business and everything. Um, even they are, are still learning along this journey. It makes me feel that, hey, if I just, you know, look at the world around me right now and and see some beauty in it and just find joy in the journey, then 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 i I'll be pretty happy. Yeah. Well, do you can you say the word in Chinese that you were thinking about just so I can hear the word? Yeah, it's pronounced chiku, and it's like the direct translation is eat bitter. Um, I, I don't, maybe maybe I'm not translating it right, but but it's like it's this idea that like you know you're you're gonna eat the you're gonna take the bitter things, you're gonna take the bad things for now, and you know it's it's good for you. Like a lot of Chinese um, foods, like this thing called kukua, like bitter melon. It's like very bitter, but mm. it's like so healthy. My parents used to make me eat it all the time. But it's it's these like a lot of times, you know, disgusting things that are so good for you that that will, will propel you. And which is just like I'm not I'm not saying anything against that, which it's like totally important to to be able to do that, to, to see long term, you know, successes. But um at the same time, just you know, finding joy in that I think is really important. Yeah, I wanna I wanna have you write that word out for me so I can I can share it so I can, but yeah, I think, I think it makes sense. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like uh, you sacrifice now for gain later, right? Yeah. You, you put in the hard work now for something on the other side. I think, I think it's a concept that makes sense. I think maybe today, and you can speak for your generation, but the things that I see is that sometimes young people want it now, right? We want it now. We want it fast. Mm-hmm. And with social media, we, we can sense that, wow, somebody just started their channel. They have a million views. Oh, my God. They're yeah amazing. And if we get sucked into that as our value system, mm. then it seems like we can we can easily make ourselves feel like, like, we're, we're like we're not good enough. We're not enough, right? Mm. And I think that I, I was going to write not enough on my because it was one of the things that I – I sometimes feel so I resonate that feeling really I mean often I don't talk about it much but I feel it mm. right like why have I been 17 years and still trying to build this thing that I've been dreaming about how has mm. it taken me so long to get to where I see other organizations get to in a snap of a finger but also I'm, I'm clear that comparison is a thief of all happiness. So when I find myself comparing, I know what I'm doing to myself. I'm comparing my behind the scenes stuff to somebody mm. else's highlight reel. 
Mm. And who knows what they've been through? Who knows the battles that they've fought behind the scenes, you know? That's such a good way to put it. Yeah, you're so right. Well, I mean, Joshua, we've already made the mask. We we're we're done. Like, but what what else is there we need to say? What else do we need to say in this conversation? Because technically, this podcast is about men of all ages coming together, being willing to take off the mask, to hear from each other, and to see if we can build deeper connection. And you and I know each other a little bit, so maybe we're building on top of old already knowledge. But what else needs to be said? I wonder, where's the adventure game? I wonder if we should bring that up. What should we do? I'm looking around. Like, what? What else? What else needs to be said? Maybe we're done. Maybe we're done. But I wonder. Um, is there anything that's not said that we should be said? Is there anything that comes to your mind? What when you ask that question? Well, you know, I'm always talking about deep stuff. So, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows if there's anything that needs to be said? I don't know. I don't can, have I, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. That would be good. Okay. So part of, um, I think, I, I would love to live in a world where where everyone was maskless, I feel like. Where everyone was just truly genuine and where everyone could just be themselves and not have to alter the way they act or anything because of how other people think. Um, yeah, I would love to, I would love to, to live in that because I feel like just in any, like, you know, even the most simplest of social interactions, like, you know, whether it's, you know, in class or whatever, like people are always, you know, you, you can just sense it a lot, many times, like when people are like, you know, second guessing themselves or when people are, you know, doubting themselves or, or, or just, you know, thinking way too much about what other people are thinking. Um, what do you think is the best way to, to kind of make the communities that we're in? more like that like how how can we i guess how can we just you know be this like um person of influence in our communities to 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 allow people to just you know to so that people will feel comfortable to take off their masks and people will be happy to do so how can we do that that's a beautiful question i I wonder if it would be when you said you wish that the world would be a place or communities could be a place where people were maskless. And I actually had to think about that. Like, do I want people to be maskless? <laughs> like there's some people who are speaking what they think and it's not pretty. I'm not saying that everything that, that we speak has to be pretty, but mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes I appreciate that people don't say everything they think. I mean, we we now see a world where people are more willing to say what they really feel and the ugliness that I see, that I hear, that I experience is sometimes really ugly. Mm. I think humans, you know, depending on how you believe that humans are virtually all good or humans have our side of ourselves that are not good, that are 
for lack of a better term, of a sinful nature and whatever mm -hmm. people describe of, oh, everyone is really good and everyone's doing the best they can. Are they? Or is our how we do when we reach this adulthood and get to make decisions based on how we were raised? Because how we were raised creates those patterns and those beliefs and values. I mean, I've seen adults teach kids really unhealthy things. So I wonder mm -hmm. if <laughs> if people didn't have a little bit of filter to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say that right now. I'll be kind of nervous about the world, you know? Yeah, I, I think true. there are some people who in, seem to enjoy being mean to people. Hmm. That's not who I was. That's not who I am. I don't get it. I don't like it. But as a person who was bullied in middle school, I didn't do anything to that guy. Like, I didn't deserve to be treated like that. But he wasn't afraid to take my lunch money. He wasn't embarrassed. He wasn't ashamed. He gladly <laughs> and threatened to hurt me if I didn't give it to him. So I think mm. interesting thing. But 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna I do understand what you're saying. So I'm gonna try and take the other side of it too, because I wish that more people had a space where they could be more of their authentic selves. Yeah. Right. Like if if we have to act a certain way because the people around us tell us we have to act that way, then maybe that's not the way we really want to act. Maybe it's the way we feel we have to act. Hmm. Like I'm I've remembered saying things to people about people, not because I really wanted to, but I knew if I didn't say it, the people around me were going to say something like so, several fights I've had growing up were not because I wanted to fight. I wanted to walk away. But people were like, dude, you gonna let him talk to you like that? Dude, you gonna let him say that about you? Dude, he mm. talked to you about your mama. Like, <laughs> like all the stuff. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you get pumped up and then you gotta do something, right? Because not only is your honor at stake and what is honor to a 10 year old kid in elementary <laughs> school, but if you live in a community where that means that other people will now pick on you. Oh goodness. Um, where other people will take advantage of you and other people will pick on you. Then you know that your well-being in the future isn't dependent on it. So you may have to do it because you know that the alternative would mean you're going to get picked on for the rest of this school cycle, you know? So mm. I don't know. I think um, that's a great question. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, well, let me say one more thing. Let me say one thing because it came to mind, but I want to hear from your thoughts. Like I just try and treat people with respect. Like I try and, ask questions and listen yeah and i try and be a person who's really curious mm -hmm. and so Sorry, i think that I... that's how you get people to talk about what they're going through like i could ask you some questions like i asked you the question i said was is there anything that needs to be said that hasn't been said now depending on how comfortable you were like like if it was just maybe me and you on the phone you may have said something different but Maybe you have to like now process, okay, wait a minute, this is a recording, this is gonna be on the world, right? Like maybe there's other filters that have to like, wait, I could tell a shot to be this, but I can't, I'm not gonna say it on this thing right here, right? There's all these contraptions, right? So I wonder like if we really felt the world could handle our truth that we would speak more of it. Hmm. Yeah. That's really what interesting. So about that? Um, I feel that 
Yeah, definitely. I see your point in the sense of like, hey, if we were maskless, like I could see how some things could go wrong. Like, you know, if, if a bully, you know, just was, you know, completely said everything that came to their mind, like that could definitely go wrong. But at the same time, I also wonder whether having a mask is actually what causes that sort of behavior from like a bully. I wonder if, if you know, a bully who, who's, you know, spends his life trying to be accepted by other people that, that he's, you know, or, or, or he, he like the, the bully wants to, he or she wants to really just make sure that they're not picked on, that they're, so, so they pick on other people. I wonder whether their behavior is actually caused by, by a mask even. So, so I guess there's like these, a, a few like uh, ripple effects almost. If we really lived in a world without masks, like what would truly happen? And I think that's kind of interesting to think about. But going back to, to what, I was, what I was asking about, like what would happen if we all just, you know, or like, or how, how can we make the communities around us, you know, more authentic and everything? I honestly don't quite know the, the answer to that. The only thing that, you know, I've been trying to do is just, you know, bring the mass challenge that, to, to, to my communities. Um, I think that's definitely been helpful. And also just, I've been trying to, to live my life as a more authentic self. Like I've been trying to really be honest about the way I feel and about the way that, you know, like two years ago, I would have never shared the things that I shared with you on this, on this call. Like, you know, no way. Um, but I think I, I've been trying to, to really be more myself, hoping that other people will see like, Hey, like, you know, Joshua's dealing with it too. Like there's, there's another person in the world who's, who's dealing with this. So I'm not alone. Like, I guess just that's maybe another way, but, but I, I really have not figured it out at all. Um, so that's why I was wondering, but yeah. Yeah. I like what you said that maybe if a person who never, and think about a, a bully in that, in that same context, what if a person felt that they never got to be heard? So their way of acting out is to be mm. heard and seen and feel important. Right. So yeah. I, I agree with a lot of that. And, and it makes me think about the other side of that. Like, I, I think that people need more spaces where they can just be like, like, like it's almost like a baby. When a, mm -hmm. a baby cries, like people are like, oh, because the baby can't say what's wrong with them. So people yeah. are like, OK, it's a diaper. Is it feed? Is it? Uh, you know, scratch a cut of like what's going on with the baby stomach ache or whatever. Mm -hmm. like we, we, we go, we try so many things. And then when we get older and we realize our cries don't get met with the same kind of attention and care. What are you crying for? Say what you need. And then you learn to be like, well, I don't really know. I just want some attention. That used to work. I just cry, I get attention. Now, okay, crying doesn't give me attention. Actually makes people mad. So now I can't cry for the attention. What do I do for the attention? And then you imagine you begin to get a process where if if no more attention is paid to you, unless so you're really hurt or you're really whatever, then you begin to follow that pattern. It's mm. Actually, it's a really interesting thought. Yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm to process this a little bit. Because where do you go when you need to talk? I'm asking you, where do you go? Who do you call when you need to talk about something? Definitely my mom. And also just like, you know, we're, we're like really big believers in, in, in God as well. So I definitely pray about many things too. Just like, 
when when things come up, I definitely, you know, say a prayer like, hey, God, I'm, I'm dealing with this right now. Like, I don't see a solution to this at all, but I know you have, you know, your perfect plan for me. So I ask you to just, you know, make that happen. And, and you know, always, off, more often than not, you know, things work out the next hour, you know, but always everything just, you know, is resolved. Um, you know, whether within the hour, within the day, or, or, or year even, but everything is just, you know, find works out at the end. But yeah. Yeah, thank man. Thank you for thank you for sharing that. I think you and I shared that truth at the at Hive. Mm-hmm. You shared I forgot how it happened. You shared that you were a believer, and I'm not sure how it happened. I don't remember the moment. I remember it happening, and I was like oh okay right it was just a it was a, a connection right mm-hmm. and i think i thank you for speaking to that because sometimes i don't rest on prayers right i i try and fix it mm-hmm. like how can yeah. i make it better how can yeah. i make it better and i think that uh there's a one one line that says lean not on your own understanding but in all that ways acknowledge him right and i think sometimes I I operate like I can make it better. So thank you for that my reminder. Yeah. Sometimes a lot of times I don't have any control of how this is all happening, but I can just do the best I can each day. And yeah. Yeah. Mm, thank you for that. Definitely. Um, I, I find myself guilty of that all the time too. Or, or not necessarily guilty of that, I guess, but just like I find myself like, you know, trying to take everything to my own hands and sometimes I get super flustered with it and just like, tr- like, it's like, you know, try to solve things on my own and try to fix things on my own. When a lot of times I, I, I find that just, you know, even a quick prayer like helps a lot too. But yeah, it's, yeah. Wow, what beautiful. How beautiful. I'm glad you shared that, brother. I'm glad you shared that. Yeah, definitely. And maybe that is for some people who don't know or don't have a relationship with a higher power or a belief. Maybe it makes everything seem hopeless, for real hopeless, Mm. right? Not just this moment, but like, what does life matter if I don't think that there's some bigger plan, right? That there's some bigger... Um, answer to why I'm going through this suffering in this moment. Mm. I think it's so important. Yeah. Josh, man, I'm so glad you came on the show. Is there, is there anything else you want to say before we close? I want to, I want to, I know you're building this business and maybe you have a way for people to kind of keep up with the progress or, or if there's anything else you want to say before we close out, but I just, I want to appreciate you for making time for being in this conversation. Yeah. Um, no, I, I feel really fulfilled with, with, with the way this went. I'm really, really glad we got to share that piece at the end as well. Cause I, I know like that's a, also a big piece of me that that's kind of on the back of my mask a, a lot of times that I don't really get to share often, but it's been a, this big truth in my life that it's just like, I, I could have, couldn't have done anything without, you know, believing that, at the end of the day, things are going to work out and just, you know, having someone to, to pray to, you know, just 
having like a, a father up there, like that's so comforting in so many ways. And yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm really glad to, to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Man. Well, I'm proud of you for being a young man who's willing to share his faith and share his beliefs. And I think I mean, a lot of young people who may go to church, but they don't talk about it on the outside. And so I think it's, I just want to honor you for that. And I appreciate you. You inspire me. And Thank so you. <laughs> I think I'm, 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 I'm trying to imagine in all these episodes, has this ever come up? But Maybe I don't know. I need to go back and think, but thank you. And I'm excited for this episode of people to hear it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Me too. I, I hope this, I hope it, you know, changes, you know, someone's one's life or, or just really hits home for someone. I, I hope that this is something that they can resonate with, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you. Well, why don't you tell folks um, how they can either stay in touch with you if that's what you you hope to do, or if you want them to see the progress of your of your project. Um, what ways do you want yeah. people to connect? Yeah, so uh, we have, we have a website uh, www.safefire.tech, and then um, other than that, I actually don't have any social media other than LinkedIn. Try not to get into the Instagram or Facebook or anything, but I do have LinkedIn. So if you just search Joshua Gao, you'll find LinkedIn. Um, you'll find my LinkedIn somewhere. But um, yeah, that's that's how you can get connected with me. Happy to happy to be connected with anyone, and if I can, you know, just be a sounding board or, or someone to talk to someone, you know, for someone to talk with, I, I'd be happy to to be that any day. Yeah. And say the website one more time. www safe s-a-f-e fire f-i-r-e dot tech t-e-c-h all right yeah well, we'll have all that in the show notes and so that okay. people can follow your progress of your project and brother i am so proud of you so glad that we're still connected and um look forward to observing witnessing this last year officially of high school <laughs> yeah yep so we'll yeah. see we'll see where this goes. I'll definitely keep you updated on the news, but yeah. I'm All excited right. to see where this goes. Yeah. I'm excited as well. Josh, take care, man. Thanks for being on the Taking Out the Mask podcast. And folks out there, you can stay in touch. Please um, share this with somebody, a young person who you think could be inspired by Josh's words. And um, we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you. Taking Off the Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Editing videography is also by Ryan Louie. Graphics by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Kevin Romero. I'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast. As we hit this one year anniversary, we hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the taking off the mask experience. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe and share. And we look forward to us continuing to offer conversations that matter. Take care. See you soon.